I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What the f happened to Brendan Fraser? It feels like just yesterday when Brendan Fraser was at the top of the world. He was starring in action blockbusters, wacky comedies, kids' movies, and even the occasional drama. He was perfect at playing the roles of the lovable action hero or the happy-go-lucky fish out of water. And he was a pretty good sad, quiet guy. And not a bad squirrel if you ask me. The dude can do it all. This guy meant a lot to a lot of people. I mean, I even have his action figure sitting right here as I edit. In the 90s and the 2000s, this superstar's goofy yet handsome face was everywhere. But then, suddenly, he vanished. Without warning, his star had fallen and it was like his career just crashed right into a tree. So what the fuck happened to Brendan Fraser? WTF. Young Brendan had a quick rise to stardom with hit films like Encino Man, where he played an unfrozen caveman in high school, and the gritty drama School Ties. He received much praise for these roles and showed off his range as an actor. He could be goofy, he could be serious, and he's got a fresh new face. Look out, Hollywood. Brendan is coming. Brendan was even nominated by the Chicago Film Critics Association for the Most Promising Actor of 1993. His career took off as he starred alongside Joe Pesci in the film With Honors. And that will be the beginning of a brilliant career. And that was followed by the rock and roll comedy with Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi, Airheads, where they play like the coolest band ever. And there was the movie The Scout, everybody liked him in that. And the film Still Breathing, which showed that he could still do the dramatic stuff. But he really became a household name with the film George of the Jungle. It was a live-action comedy based on the classic animation. And the film was a hit. It seemed like Hollywood had their eyes on this living cartoon of a man. While he showed the world that he could be the biggest goofball in the jungle, he also held on to his dramatic side with the Oscar-winning Gods and Monsters. Won the Oscar for adapted screenplay, so there you go. Oscars mean movies are good, right? Right? Then Brendan unleashed the mummy. He channeled his interaction hero and almost got himself killed via a hanging accident, but it was probably worth it because the mummy was a massive summer blockbuster. <laughs> Suddenly, Brendan was on top of that A-list. But after researching the career of Brendan Fraser, I have a theory. With every massive hit he has, he accompanies it with a flop. Yes, The Mummy did terrific, but he had two bombs that year. Blast from the Past, which I actually really enjoy. It was another fish-out-of-water movie, but seems like I'm the only one who likes that movie because it was not a hit. And the film Dudley Do-Right, which lost $60 million. That's right, $60 million was lost. Brendan was trying to rekindle that George of the Jungle cartoon live-action magic, but it just didn't work. And I blame Canada. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Bedazzled was successful, though. Brendan got to really have fun and play a variety of characters. He could show the world that he was the best at everything. But he followed that up with another flop, Monkey Bone, which lost millions and millions of dollars. But right after that was the sequel to The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, and it did even better than the first. So like I said, a hit and a miss, a hit and a miss, a hit and a miss. He also starred alongside Michael Caine in The Quiet American. Michael Caine was nominated for an Oscar, and Brendan was standing next to him, so that's something. And like any great man, Brendan Fraser loves cartoons. 
So teaming up with the Looney Tunes was an obvious choice, but the Looney Tunes back in action movie didn't do very well at the box office. It was a bizarre meta role where Brendan plays the stuntman of Brendan. That's right, Brendan Fraser played Brendan Fraser's stuntman in Looney Tunes, back in action. Try to wrap your mind around that. I know it's hard, but you can do it. There's even a scene where Brendan's character punches the real Brendan in the face. Looking back, Frazier seems to think that subconsciously he wanted to punch himself in the face. Because at that time, he thought he deserved a big punch in the face. You see, this is where the story kind of starts to get sad. Brendan Fraser didn't like himself. He wasn't happy. Behind that big goofy smile was... was some pain. He was part of the large ensemble cast for Crash, which won the Oscar, but let's be honest, it's not the best best picture ever, and Brendan Fraser isn't exactly the most memorable part of that movie. It's not his fault. By 2006, Fraser was focusing on smaller indie films like Journey to the End of the Night, The Last Time, and The Air I Breathe, all of which went unpraised and unnoticed. But after his stretch of disappointing smaller films came a very successful larger film, Journey to the Center of the Earth. It was a surprise hit, and could be called the first of many comebacks in Brendan's career. Journey to the Center of the Earth was such a huge hit that the studio wanted to make a sequel ASAP. But Brendan wanted to wait for the original director to finish his Yogi Bear movie before starting. Because he's a good and loyal friend. But the studio did not give a fuck, and they replaced him with the Scorpion King, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. To add insult to injury, or injury to insult, the film was very successful without Brendan Fraser. That's emasculating. But Brendan couldn't have been doing that bad because at the time he was being considered to don the cape of Superman. But of course he did not become the Man of Steel, which was a real blow to his confidence and he started to back away from Hollywood, feeling that he wasn't good enough. But Brendan can always count on the mummy to raise his career from the dead, and he soon found himself on the set of Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. The film had been planned for a while, but many production delays caused audiences to wait until a good seven years to get a third installment to the Mummy franchise. And by that time, the world was kind of all mummied out. And let's be clear here, the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor wasn't exactly a flop, but it definitely wasn't a hit. And it definitely did not put Brendan back on top. And neither did Inkheart, which soon followed and was also not a hit. It was a flop. It bombed. Sorry. In that but his career was not the only thing falling apart. So was his personal life, and so was his health. Doing a lot of his own stunt work on the Mummy movies caused his body to drastically decline. He said he was being held together by just tape and ice. The strain on his body was incredibly destructive. And Brendan admitted to being careless about his physical health when it came to doing stunt work. He wanted to show everyone that he could take on anything and ask for more. But over the years, this resulted in a lot of pain and broken body parts. His injuries required many surgeries, on his back, his knees, and his vocal cords. He was in and out of hospitals for almost seven years, in addition to another injury he sustained while cleaning up debris from Hurricane Sandy. The career of a movie star can be a very difficult thing. You can have your ups and your downs, but those troubles are nothing compared to personal hardships, which Brendan did experience. His marriage of 10 years and three kids ended in divorce. It was ugly and very public. Lots of drama involving alimony and child support. You know how it goes. And because of his injuries, Brendan claimed that he could not work and was making zero dollars. So he could not make those payments. Brendan was broke. Broke in the bank, 
broken the body, and broken the heart. He kind of just faded away from the spotlight and went missing in action for almost a decade. He recently opened up to GQ magazine about his disappearance from the silver screen. He told them that he was going through some stuff that molds and shapes you in ways that you're not ready until you go through them. So Brendan was going through some stuff. He basically just slowed down a bit and focused on being a dad. The guy has three kids and one is on the autism spectrum, so he's got his hands full. But here's where the story of Brendan takes a darker turn. There was another reason for Fraser to step away from the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown. The guy got me too'd. Like he was the victim. After years of staying quiet, Brendan shared his story. He was inspired by the female friends he had in the industry who were abused by powerful men. In 2003, Brendan claims that he fell victim to an unwanted groping by the former president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the organization behind the Golden Globes. Although this man claims that it was just a harmless pinch on the butt, Brendan states that it was much, much more than that. And I'm sorry I'm not going to go into detail about that. I'm not in the mood. And actually, I thought putting together this Brendan Fraser video was going to be kind of fun. But then I came across this interview. Entertainment Tonight asked Brendan to comment on the hashtag MeToo movement, and he appears to be very emotional and distressed. I'm hopeful that good can come of this. There's a notion that in the world there's poison, and I'm no chemist, but I do know that that poison can be useful towards making medicine. The groping incident caused Fraser to feel miserable and, and even depressed. He, he took a step back from the film industry, and the poor guy even blamed himself. Fraser kept quiet about the groping, but his reps demanded a written apology. After this, Brendan was rarely invited to the Golden Globes, which led him to believe that he was being blacklisted. In hindsight, maybe he should have stayed away from the Golden Globes because, well, we'll get to that later. By 2010, Brendan was barely hanging on. Extraordinary measures cost 30 million to make and only brought back 12. And a few months later came furry vengeance. And it also lost millions and millions of dollars and was panned by the critics. It doesn't get much worse than furry vengeance. Oh my God, I'm so, look, I gotta, this, this isn't what you think, you gotta. And like Thanos has the snap, Brendan has the clap. Maybe there's a better way to say that, but this hella awkward applause caused what was left of Brendan's career to instantly vanish. His street cred of coolness was suddenly gone. Other celebrities fall from grace because of violent crimes or dark scandals, but not Brendan. He was finished off by simply being a dork. Very rarely can you trace the end of a celebrity's career to an exact moment. Well, right here, right when his hand touched the other hand, boom, right there, that was the end of Brendan Fraser. Or so we thought. Since Brendan was in a cinematic slump, he did what all former big screen greats do. They go to television. Not that there's anything wrong with television. Television is great. I like television. With the History Channel's Texas Rising and Showtime's The Affair, it seemed like Brendan had found a comfortable place as a strong supporting character in acclaimed TV series. Fraser had gotten some really good buzz for his role as a prison guard with a dark secret in The Affair. This was the beginning of one of many comebacks. But once again, Brendan would ruin whatever momentum he had by being kind of awkward and dorky and sad. While promoting this show, 
he gave an infamous interview where he openly discussed his career troubles and the current state of Hollywood. He seemed uncomfortable and drained of his once youthful energy. Was he just getting older? I mean, it happens to us all. Or was something else going on with our beloved Brendan? Yet again, much fun was made at his expense. Sad Brendan Fraser was trending everywhere. It seemed like everyone on the World Wide Web LOL'd at Brendan's awkwardness. Ha ha ha, look at that loser. Has been, he's gaining weight. He's losing hair. He seems dead inside. Ha 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 ha. The internet can be a cruel and nasty place. It can also be kind of hilarious. But soon we realized that it wasn't that hilarious after all. And the story behind sad Brendan Fraser was sad. His mother had passed away a few days before doing this interview. And suddenly, laughing at Brendan Fraser wasn't that fun anymore. And even though he has hit a few slumps, Fraser fans remain loyal. They are still very devoted to their beloved leading man. And he carries a cult-like following. And I think I'm a member. People love him. A petition was even made and sent to major networks to help revive his career. It was started on change.org, which if you want to change things, that's the .org you go to. The Brendan petition reads, Fraser has been in multiple interviews recently and has appeared to be very down and out. And us loyal fans feel like we are obligated to help him out in any way possible. Please help us get Fraser back on his feet. We miss him. The world had a Brendan-sized hole in its heart. And that hole got much bigger after Tom Cruise remade the Mummy movie and it wasn't very good and everybody realized how much we needed Brendan Fraser. <laughs> that 1999 nostalgia was hitting us right in the face. But after a very long career which resembles that of a roller coaster, ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs, but I think now he is on one of his best ups. Like a cinematic caveman, his career has been unfrozen yet again with Doom Patrol. That's right, Doom Patrol. Everybody loves Doom Patrol. This may be his biggest comeback to date. Fraser has officially found his place in this new world of superhero cinematic universes, and he fits perfectly. Brendan brings Robot Man to life in only a way that Brendan could. And I hear trust is good too. Trust. And don't you worry about Brendan, he seems to be just fine with where he is in his career right now. He even went on Sway and said this. And, and they think I'm a big Waldo, which works out fine. Until I came out with Doom Patrol, now I'm cool again. You're cool again, reason. here you go, yeah. Brendan Fraser, look at that! So let the life and times of Brendan Fraser be a lesson to you. Hollywood can make you a legend, but it can also chew you up and spit you out and cut out your organs and pull your brain through your nose and throw you in a sarcophagus and divorce you and hashtag me to you and then replace you with the rock at any moment. The story of Brendan Fraser can be a sad one, but it's also a journey full of laughs, explosions, and a few animated creatures. He's a symbol of hope that anybody can come back from anything and be super. And right now his career can go anywhere from here. He has proven himself to be a worthy actor he just needs to pick the right roles. I believe in Brendan Fraser. And I know that in the near future, we will be seeing far more roles like Robot Man and far less roles like, well, like this. And that's what the fuck happened to Brendan Fraser. 
I reached a point where I, I wanted to get off the merry-go-round and I wanted to um, you know, stop the music and have kids and a family and that kind of thing. And so I, it kind of worked out that I reprioritized things for me. I, I'm doing that, which is fine. Um, and I feel um, like... Uh, like it's a new day, so I feel good about that. Thanks for asking. Mm. Brendan Fraser, ladies and gentlemen, Doom Patrol.